It's our Valentine's Day special. That's coming up this week, Tim. Okay, is it the Thursday? Jeez. <laughs> see, you know what? It's because my daughter's every birthday. Day, every day on my... Valentine's week is special. It needs to be a week, not a day. A week? Yes. Uh. <laughs> Making that sound again. <laughs> yeah. Valentine's Day can though, be a really tough time for many, especially those who've been single their entire life. And having been born with a facial deformity, Carol was often the brunt of cruel remarks that left many emotional scars. Last thing Carol ever thought she would do was one day get up in front of the audience, in front of any audience. The thought of looking at people face to face was too painful. These days she speaks to the brokenhearted, bringing them to a place of healing. And she began singing and speaking in 1983 when the Christian Riders Motorcycle Club wouldn't want to get in a knife fight with them. Traveling with the club for a time, her simple, hard, heart-hitting style has touched many lives along the way. And, uh, by the way, Carol will be performing at Church at the Moonshine, at the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville on Wednesday, February 21st at 7.30 p.m. It's a great venue. Carol, first question I have for you is, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Wiker? It's Wiker. Yes, you did good. Yes. Yeah, we would have got it. We should have gone for that. Ladies and gentlemen, Carol Wiker. On the Carol line. Wiker rhymes with biker. Oh yeah, I should have thought of that. <laughs> should have thought of that. Now listen, you, do you remember the first thing I said to you when I called and then we talked? What did I say to you? Can I say the A word on? <laughs> yes, I called myself an A word, and but yeah. why? Why did I call myself that? Because you were being very judgmental. You told me you were being very judgmental when you saw my website and the write up about me. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I gotta stop this stuff, man. You know, and there's something. There's a default of mine that sort of says, um, "Well, you know what? I'm not gonna explain my judgmentalism because it's just gonna make me sound more like more of an idiot." So, um, and then I pr- I press play on the video and I watched you talk. And as soon as you started talking, I knew it. I knew you were authentic. I knew there was a genuine thing about you. And as an Enneagram Four, authenticity is everything for me. And uh, and then I said, okay, I gotta I gotta have Carol on the show. And then I heard that song you sang there, which, by the way, the first time I heard that song was Russ Taff singing oh, it. Oh yeah, that's where I first heard it too. I love his version. Yeah, real yeah. real good. Oh yeah. But Carol, you did it justice. Of course, you playing a little bit there with Rick Francis and Allie oh. Matthews all being involved. Um, they are gems. They are gems. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's get into your story. Well, hold on. Let me start where I was going to start, which is I'm just so sorry. I really am. And I want to say it publicly, too, because, uh, you know, I did what other people have done to you over your life. I judged you by the way you looked. But you know what? I do that, too, Drew. I've done it, too. We're all judgmental, blanky blanks. Yep. Yeah, we all do it at one time or another. So, so what, oh, gee, here, I don't even know how to word this. What's wrong with you? What happened? <laughs> oh, let's see. Where shall I begin? I was born with a facial deformity. I was born um, with just the left side of my nose, no right side. I have only have one nostril. And also the right side on my, my eye was underdeveloped. So I wear, they did surgeries from when I was two and a half till I was 18 to rebuild my nose. They fitted me when I was four years old with an artificial eye. And I still wear an artificial eye now, and I can take it out. And if I was there in the studio, I'd do that for you. But, oh, you know, why didn't we set that up? Cool. <laughs> do that at the Moonshine Cafe. Yeah, can you do that on, when you're doing the gig at Moonshine Cafe? That'd be I, awesome. I, I usually ask people if they want to. I've never done it on a stage. I usually do it for kids. <laughs> I speak to kids' groups. 
Because <laughs> that wouldn't traumatize them. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. So, yeah, that's basically the problem. What the problem was. My eye and, and underdeveloped nose. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you done with all the medical stuff? Yes. They stopped when I was... Well, I had a lot of orthodontic work done, too, because my teeth were very crooked and... And so that went up until I was, like, in my early 20s. But they actually stopped the surgeries when I was 18. Okay. All right. Yeah. If you had all the money in the world, would you go to a plastic surgeon and, and do more stuff? Absolutely not. Uh, are you saying that because you're supposed to say that? Because you're supposed to say, I love me the way I am now, and God loves me, and I don't need to change? Um, no. I, I think when I look in the mirror in the morning... I look, I, you know, it's like, ah, but you know what? <laughs> uh, me <learned> too. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to love me the way I am. Right. Sometimes when I get stares from people, um, I don't feel like I think, oh, but you know what? All those things have made me stronger, and I would not trade that for anything. Man, you're, I just, you really perplex me because, like, I complain about stuff. Um, a lot. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, life, and I wish this, and I wish that, and oh, woe is me, and poor me, and whatever else. And then as a hospital chaplain, I'll walk, I'll do my rounds, and, and I'll get smacked upside the head by, obviously, people's stories and where, where their lives are at. And then I look at someone like you and the uphill battle that you've had to climb your entire life, and it, I just need to shut up. Your story makes me just go, dude, shut up. <laughs> but you know what? When I think of my mom being a widow, my mom, my dad was killed on the way home from work when my mom was 40 years old. I was five years old. And uh, she was left a widow with six kids and not having any money. That, to me, is hardship. And she, and I found through the years that moms that have kids with facial deformities or AD, ADD, ADD, I've heard that you have ADD. I've got all the alphabet letters. The whole, yeah. yeah, but you know what? It's harder for moms than it is for the kids. So I, I, I say kudos to all the moms out there that have special needs kids and, yeah. you know, that struggle. But, yeah, I'm sure it was a struggle, but you know what? My heart is healed now, and you know what? It's still being healed. I still have a long way to go. But, no, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade the way I look for anybody, anything. Um, have you ever been in love? You mean with a man? Sure, yeah. You can't say, yes, I love Jesus. That doesn't count. Well, it does. Oh, but yeah, no, you know what? No, I actually, I have not. I have, I had a boyfriend for three months. I'm being very vulnerable, very transparent here. I had a boyfriend for three months. He was not my cup of tea. Um, but I hid my feelings because when I was a teenager, um, guys would be, I was always razzed as a teenager. I hated being around teenage boys because they always got at me. They would shove each other into me and, hey, my, my nickname in high school by the guys was Bumper. I hated that name I, because of my face, you know, whatever, the front end of the car. Um, and they would, they would shove other guys, hey, you're going, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the radio, are you going bumper jumping tonight? Right, right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah, like just, and I just, I just hit, if I had a crush on a guy, I kept quiet because I knew if I, if I made it any kind of advance, he would be razzed and he would hate me. 
So I just kept quiet, and I kept quiet into my adult life. And it's only been a few years that I've really allowed my true feelings to come out. I was the Jesus is my boyfriend girl. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Two years ago, a, f- a friend of mine got married. She's actually my age, which is um, a little younger than me. First time married. And she said, Carol, I hope you find that happiness that I've found. I said, you know what? I have a real love for the Czech Republic. I'm going to be going there for four months in the summer. And uh, that's another story. But I said to her, you know what, Ruth? I said, God's giving me a love for the Czech. And you know what? God convicted my heart. He said, you know, come on, Carol. I was covering my feelings. You know what? Yeah. I even went to the front. Am I yapping too much? No, not at all. This I is great. I went to the front of the church one time, a couple years ago, laid prostrate on the floor in the front of my church. They had an altar call. I said, God, get rid of this sin that I want to get married. Get rid of it. Because I'm, I said to God years ago, I said, okay, God. If it's between ministry and a man, I'll take ministry. And he gave me ministry, so I thought that I was giving that up. So any feelings that I had, I would push them away. The little Cupid, I wanted to kick him in the butt if you, you know, (laughs) you know, you just pushed it away. You wanted to take a crossbow to Cupid's head, right? Yeah, got it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it's only in the last few, and it's been freeing for me. I can say, hey, what a nice-looking man that is, or, you know, like, I can be free. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like we put ourselves in these stupid boxes, you know? Anyway, that's I, my story. I, no, I love this. I'm just loving this. Um, I, my entire life, I have not experienced a loneliness until recently, uh-huh. And, uh, and I didn't even know what lonely was. And then again, I compare it with with your world and your life. And and then I, again, I go right back to, dude, shut up! You're <laughs> such so so. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, this is awkward. I'm. Just, can you tell I'm stumbling through this interview? How have you, how have you coped with the loneliness? And I, what I heard you say so far is, I filled it up with Jesus. I filled it up with 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 doing God's work or you know whatever. Um, yeah. But you know what? And then you come home and you shut the door. Exactly. And it's quiet. Exactly. And then you're lonely. Yeah. And you, you know you don't want people to see that part. But you know what? What happened to me when I did that prostrate thing on the floor at the church? I went back to my one pastor's wife. I love her dear, dearly, and I said, Dale, I want to, I want to confess my sin. And she said, What's that? I said, I want. I've been wanting to get married for a long time, and. I, I confess my sin, and I'm trusting God's going to help me. She said, Carol, that's not sin. God wants to give you the desires of your heart. And you know what? I'm 63 years old, Drew, and I know he's not done with me, and you just never know what could happen in the next few years. <laughs> you are amazing. Just amazing. I really like you. You know what? I do get lonely. Yeah. You know what? I used to want those heart chocolates, the ones with the big, you know, the big heart, and there's chocolates in them. I always wanted those, and I never, ever got them. Tim, you write that down. <laughs> heart chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to send her a truckload. Full of eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, full of yeah, eyeballs. Chocolate eyeballs. Come on. You should market that, Carol. What's that? You should market that. I got my eye on you, you know? You know? Oh, I do that often. My Facebook is full of, you know, I just put in the Lord, put I my trust, and I put it instead of 
like I put an eye, like a yeah. icon of an eye. Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love great. it. Oh man. So listen, uh, the first time you got up and sta- on stage in front of people, tell me about that experience. First time I ever got up on stage was in the Lutheran Church in New Hamburg. And uh, actually, it wasn't a stage, it was a balcony. Somebody off off the balcony was going to fall off. But uh, <laughs> um, Michelle Sim, who you, who you know, who I think you found out, like, does the moon, is doing the moonshine thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you may, you may want to rephrase that, okay? She's not doing moonshine, she's doing the church moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I was at a, a seminar that she did. Yeah. And I was, I was with fear and trembling, I'll tell you. I didn't want to go, but I remember having a video critique done. And uh, there was a guy there from Nashville. This is before I got up on the stage. And he said, he said, Carol nailed Southern Gospel. Not that I only do Southern Gospel, but they let me get up on the stage that night to sing. I felt like when I, once I knew my place, that God had called me to sing, it was like firecrackers coming off of me. I was just so in my element. And I will never forget that moment. I love it. I love it. Tim, I want to actually spend a moment here. I don't normally do this, but I want to play the second song off her website there, if you don't mind. And um, Carol, just sit back and listen to your own voice. We're going to play play our listeners this song from your website. It's not opera, though. No, it's not opera. No, it's no. Here we go. Have a listen to Carol Weicker. by like the wind I feel it blow again When I look into her eyes I see the fear the shame the need to hide listening to the Drew Marshall Show, and we are on the line with Carol Weicker. And Valentine's Day can be really tough for a lot of people. I don't know, I always kind of default to, like Christmas. Oh, Christmas can be really tough for people, you know. It's We don't acknowledge it. It's true. I think it needs to be acknowledged. Okay, well, that's what I'm trying so to do. So keep doing it. Okay, you go, girl. Love you. <laughs> you know what it is? Hey, but I just go. Remember when, 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 when the... the, the the Ukrainian girl taught us how to say I love you in... Oh, uh, Hugo, wasn't it? No, it was Borish... Uh, oh, Borish Nakov? Borish Vodka. Yeah, okay. Um, Carol, you're... What did you say you were? 63? I am going to be next month. Yeah, 63 next month. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. And I'm still young yet. 
I didn't say you're old. Years yet. I didn't say you. I didn't say anything. No, I'm just. I'm just reminding myself. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you if your body had a deformity instead of your face, I wonder how that would impact you differently. You ever thought about that? Well, I'm overweight. She kills me. Kills me. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, like, let's say you were missing a leg or an arm or something. Do you think there's something more yes. know, intimate or, 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 or different? Yes. Is it different having a facial deformity? Yes, I believe so. It's that's where you get the eye contact, you know. Um, I absolutely believe that. And I think... Um, I, I heard a guy named Dave Bunker, he worked, lives in Nashville, works in a, and he called, he said that when you have scars around on your face, he said, those are sacred scars. Hmm. And I thought, you know what, those are, if I had a, a leg deformity, I wouldn't have walked with my head down for years. Did you hear that? That's a quote there, Jeff. Yeah, and you can cover it with your pants, too. Yeah, yeah. You know? if, I exactly. had, if I had my, what was it again? Yeah, I could cover my head with a bag. Yeah, stop it. Stuff. That's like Chuck Berry on the, uh, the the Gong Show. Chuck Barris? Chuck Barris. Yeah, oh, Barry. the unknown comic. The unknown comic. But that was him, wasn't he? No, because oh, he would introduce a... it. Uh, are you sure? Uh, Excuse yeah, us while we have a yeah, conversation me, amongst ourselves here, Carol. Let me check Carol. that out for you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Carol, can you just say that quote again about if I if I was missing a leg, I wouldn't have walked with my head down? I wouldn't down? have walked with my head down. All I those years. I walked with my head down through for years and years and years and years. Yeah. Long after I became a Christian. Because yeah, but hold on, hold a on. Lot of shame. Okay, so here we go. Now we're into the good stuff. So when you when you became a Christian, you, come on, you should have st- stood straight up and oh, yeah. shoulders oh, back, and everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, not. you know, because because your identity is in the Lord now, and you're not yeah. blah 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 blah. So wh- what what happened? Did did I don't know what happened? <laughs> well, when I gave my heart to the Lord, I thought, okay, I'll read the Bible, I'll go to church. I'll go to Bible study, and I'll try to, you know, not swear and do this and that. And But when I gave my heart to the Lord, that's when he began healing my heart. And it was a long—I did my first concert when I was 40 years old. I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 22. It took a long time for me to get out of my shell. And I had a breakthrough. I knew God was healing me, and I know the exact instance. I was with the Christian writers— on one of the runs, and they used to let me sing with them sometimes. That's how my singing ministry started. But we went to a juvenile detention center, and I was scared out of my tree because I did not want to be around teenage boys. But, of course, we went, and I just said, God, I don't know what to say. You need to give me the words. What am I going to say to these guys? Like, these big, you know, 14 to 18, there was one guy named Bubba. Like, (laughs) it was just, like, really scary for me. And I went in, and of course, I was the first one that was asked to share. They said, Carol, tell us your story. And I looked around, and I knew that God was giving me the words. And I looked around, and I pointed at each one of those guys, and I said, you guys might think I am one of the ugliest people you've never ever seen, but I need to tell you, I am made in God's image. God loves me. It doesn't matter what you think, and he loves me just the way I am. And when I said those words, I'm like, what the heck did I say? But at, at that time, I felt the shame and the rejection just fall off my back. And I was able to hold my head up, and I was able to look at each one of those young men in the eyes. And so I cool. knew that God was starting to heal my heart. So cool. So cool. 
Can I just tell you, I got a little nervous uh, starting this interview with you because I got a message before the interview that warned me. Be nice to Carol. She's a very special person, heart of gold, and I forgot to mention she can be very funny too, Kalita. <laughs> she's precious. Hey, Kalita, I know she's listening somewhere. Um, yeah, she's been a real gem. She's been a real. She's been such a support to me. Between you know, a lot of people have been friends along the way, but Michelle's been very great. And Kalita, when Kalita couldn't do a gig in Ontario, she'd tell them about me and let me get the gig. You know, wow. like you know, she, she didn't do that with me. Really? Jeez. Oh man, I'm not sure I like you anymore, Carol. <laughs> Good. Um, I want to let everyone know about a gig that uh, that Carol's going to be involved in. And uh, it's called uh, Church at the Moonshine uh, at the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville on Wednesday, February 21st at 7.30 p.m. CarolWeicker.ca, W-E-I-C-K-E-R, CarolWeicker.ca. Are there going to be other people there, Carol? Well, I'm, I'm the featured entertainer, or the featured speaker. They're giving me about, not about an hour and 20 minutes, so I'm going to be able to sing and share and... <laughs> Good Maybe for you. take my eye out. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe take my eye out. Oh, I don't want to scare anybody away, but I'm I'm excited. Moonshine Cafe. That sounds like such a neat thing. I'm going to sing at the Moonshine Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need yeah. To, you need to do a little at the end. You know. <laughs> um, Carol, what kind of music do you actually listen to? I listen to a lot of worship music. I love oldie stuff, like I love fifties and sixties. Right. Um, um, I actually I sing a lot in seniors' homes. So, um, one of the groups that I sing sing to is a mentally challenged group called Achieve. And I used to hate being around uh, um, uh, mentally challenged people because I used to be accused of being one. Oh, you know, you have Down syndrome. You know, things like that. Yeah. But now they are one of my favorite audiences. Once a month on Fridays, I go and I sing Beatles with them. We do Beatles karaoke and you know Shania Twain and all that stuff. But I kind of have a, I guess I, you could call me eclectic, sure. but I really I really love the old 50s, 60s stuff. Carol, tell me about the family that you grew up in, because the single mom thing is phenomenal. What did you say, six kids? Yep, six kids. I was a baby, still am. So as, um, as the baby, I can imagine that your siblings, you know, maybe yeah. I got it wrong because it's not always the default, but your siblings looked out for you. True story? They did as best as they could. But my the sister next to me was three years older than me, so they didn't see a lot of the teasing. When they saw it, they would try to stop it. I did an interview on Huntley Street many years ago, and my brother watched it. He's the second oldest. And he said, why didn't you tell me if I would have known I would have went up to that school? And, you know, and I just went, oh, and my sister Barb. Um, she lived out in BC for a while, and I remember sharing my story to her granddaughter's class. And she just sobbed, and she looked at the teacher, and she said, I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know. Is there, so. <clears throat> what if you what if you turned the corner at the grocery store, you got your, your shopping cart in front of you there, and it's all filled with um, Captain Crunch, Frosted Flakes, and Sugar heart Crisp. and candy heart, boxes. Heart-shaped <laughs> candy boxes, yeah. And you, <laughs> and you turn the corner, and your cart smashes into the person who bullied you the most. Do you have you someone? That, do you have someone that comes to mind? Yes, there's a young man at my well. I should say shouldn't say young man. He's my age. He plays bass guitar, and his name's Don. And I know he won't mind me saying that. I remember 
four or five years ago, well, no longer, I went up to him and I said, hey, I like the way you play that bass guitar. He said, Carol, I went to school with you. And I thought, no, you don't. No, you didn't. You got white hair. But anyway, he said, yeah. He said, I was one of the guys that teased you. And I'm like, really? And then he, he brought my memory back. And I remember he was not he was not very nice to me at the time. And with tears in his eyes, he asked me to forgive him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he his wife told me she said whenever he thinks about that, she said he gets tears. But he is such a sweet man. And I also know he probably went through some rough stuff too. True. A lot of these kids that teased, they were insecure just as much as I was. I think. Yeah. But they would gang up together, and you know, and that's the big thing for me is forgiveness. I've been able to forgive. And that's what's helped me to get healed. You know, there's a a, a scripture that uh, talks about. Uh, I think it was Jesus talking about one of, one of those women that were uh, very sexual in in their nature and doing yes. bad things. And basically, the summarization of that whole conversation is: Look, this woman is able to uh, forgive a lot because she's sinned a lot. There's yep. a, there's a yep. correlation there, yep. and, and I think there's also a correlation. You know, by having to endure things, you know, you can go one of two ways. You can turn into a real bitter jerk, yep. or you can be one of the most gracious human beings on the planet. And according to everyone who knows you, you're in that category. So well done, because I, well, I'm not as nice as you are. I'm not. You know what, though, Drew? If I did not become a Christian, I was what you used to call high strung. I, if people looked at me the wrong way, I would cry. And I think of my life, if I did not have the Lord in my life now, I would probably be on medication, like nerve pills or whatever, I don't know, because I couldn't handle it. I didn't know how to handle it. And I cried at the drop of a hat. I I just was very emotional. Uh Uh-oh, that means I should be on medication, because that's what's happening to me these days. (laughs) Tim, is there such a thing as menopause? Uh, It's just men. It's just really <laughs> your manager. Um, Carol Weicker, what a pleasure to chat with you again. The website is Carol Weicker, W-E-I-C-K-E-R, Carol Weicker, and Carol will be performing at church at the Moonshine, the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville on Wednesday, February 21st at 7.30 p.m. It was an honor to have you on the show, Carol. Happy Valentine's Day. This Valentine's Day coming up, I hope that somebody flirts with you. Oh, that sounds okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you've given us just a great perspective, and and uh, and thank you for forgiving my judgmentalness. Hey, yeah, thank you for allowing me to be on, Drew. It's been an honor to be on your show. Thank you, Carol. Bye bye. Bye bye.